0: We'd like to welcome you to our current event and weekly Bible study for December 27th, 2015. And um, this is actually, I think, like the third... Yeah, it's my third study I've done in like three days. Or three, I mean eight days, sorry. My mind's a little bit (laughs) jumbled up here, trying to keep up with everything. And uh, between that and the, the newsletters, just the sheer volume of news most of it being on the horrific side uh just mind-boggling at this point uh, so i'm going to go ahead and, and I, I try to do this not every study but a lot of the studies to open up with some positive um, bible verses to kind of get us <clears throat> focused in on that as a foundation for the study, which is what we should be doing anyway. It's just so easy to get off into the pure negative realm regarding the days and times we're moving into. But you look at the Bible, and the Bible predicted this was going to happen, basically. didn't say exactly all of the exact particulars, but the things that we're seeing now is what the Bible foretold and prophesied were going to come about in the end times. So this is just Psalm 3 which is a psalm of david when he fled from absalom his son and uh, when david actually had to flee from his own son because he was trying to basically take the the throne from david um, being the uh, dutiful son that he was (laughs) and it starts out by saying lord how are they that increase that trouble me many are they that rise up against me and Really, in today's day and age, and particularly with what we're going to be looking at today, you look at all of the the horrific things, primarily in the political realm, but also you could just look at the you know gay, lesbian, transgender, bisexual movement. You could look at the um, just any type of you know the pro death movement. You have radical islam you have all of these different factions that are splintered yet they're all on the same team they're all on team satan in the end you know and they're being driven by devils and demons that are bent on the destruction of anything righteous and the righteous and primarily, Bible-believing born-again Christians would be their ultimate goal. But anybody that would take a stance on morality at this point is going to be fair game, a true stance, where they're going to stick to their guns and it's not just for show or for fake. So many are they that rise up against us in the day and times we're living in.
1: <clears throat>
0: but God is always greater. God created the universe. And um, that's what we need always understand and and, and keep in our thinking process that no matter how incredibly bad the odds seem and and no matter how incredibly dark the days are that we're going into and i I can't imagine there's never been i do not believe a year in our lives collectively as my listeners uh i would have to say this that 2016 has to be from what i'm seeing Potentially the darkest year, particularly for America, and, and probably for all of Europe as well, because those seem to be the areas they're really, really targeting, that, that, that we have seen, <clears throat> man, I would have to venture to say since World War 2 I'm just talking collectively, and uh, I, I don't know exactly what is on the agenda. I do believe that the evil forces have a lot of different plans, but ultimately, they have to be permitted by God to carry out those plans. They just can't act in a manner like, for instance, if Satan had his way, why not just hit all the nuke buttons? All of them, you know, where you got, you know, missiles coming from, from China and Russia, and then the USA counter strikes and. Okay, you could have absolute total world annihilation. That has not happened, though. In other words, Satan is not really the one in control. He'd like that to happen. He comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But that is not going to fit the biblical narrative. The biblical narrative is not going to be fit by 97% of the people dying in the next year. Or Deagle statistics for America, where we're going to have this unbelievable population drop by 2025. Now, that may happen. That's the, what they're projecting, but ultimately, in the end, we're not going to have that level. I believe of of total annihilation, particularly prior to the tribulation period, because the tribulation period is very, very uh, exact and plain on you know the judgments that are described and the people that will die and what will happen to the earth and things of this nature. And I, I cannot see. <clears throat> a level of death occurring that is going to far exceed the level of death predicted in the tribulation period in the Bible. To me, if that was going to be the case, we would have had some type of biblical foreknowledge of that as well. So I'm not saying that things aren't going to be really horrifically bad. But God always does preserve a remnant. Whenever you look at Scripture, whenever you look back at the Old Testament or or the New... He always preserves a remnant. And worst case scenario, absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Okay, so um, yes, pray, as the Bible says, as Jesus said, to be accounted worthy to escape all the things that are coming upon this world and to stand before the Son of Man, Matthew 24. And pray that you know we're more than overcomers through Jesus Christ. And we are, we are, but we have to believe that. And they, but the Bible says, they that endure to the end, the same shall be saved. Okay, so it's not like you just give up, turn your back on God, curse God, and think that, you know, you're going to go your merry way and to save your own skin. Take the mark of the beast and think that you're saved, because it doesn't work that way. You take the mark of the beast, you know, you get to go to hell and then the lake of fire. So, it's just good to keep perspective <clears throat> on everything regarding the days and times we're moving into. Part of me, there, there is a part of me that's actually excited about, not, not, not all the death, destruction, and evil, but excited about what God will do. Because when wickedness increases, when darkness increases, God's grace all the more, God's power, will, will be there in a counterbalancing way, in some way, shape, or form. So, I do believe the remnant will do mighty exploits regarding the days and times we're moving into. Again, but believing that is a prerequisite for a Christian to do mighty exploits. Because if you don't believe it, (laughs) well, then, you know, you can't please God. God is not going to use that person, most likely, in, in any large capacity because without faith it is impossible to please god faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of god so it's very important to read your bible to uh, i have you know the bible playing continually in some part of the house 24/7 all the time half for years and really do believe that's also a very good deterrent for evil entities um entering your home i mean granted you could be participating in all manner of wickedness in the house and that's that's gonna you know not you know what i mean that's not going to be good for demonic activity Uh, but i do believe that the word of god as the bible says is is sharper than any two-edged sword and is not my word like as a fire saith the lord and like a hammer that breaketh a rock in pieces those are verses that are very good to commit to memory, but demons and devils don't like hearing the word of God, period. So, that's one of the things I highly buy. So, faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. And and without faith, it is impossible to please God. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, and the evidence of things not seen. Hebrews 11, verse 1. So, <clears throat> I do believe that, that the remnant will be used in a mighty way in the days and times we're moving into. But again, faith is really the prerequisite, putting on the full armor of God every day, praying, um, fasting as you're so led, uh, drawing nigh to God. He will draw nigh to you, as the Bible says. <clears throat> so I'm trying to be like a, I don't want to say one-stop shopping, but if somebody were, were just trying to keep abreast of current events, and not wanting to mess around with even, let's say they didn't have time during the week to go and peruse all the plethora of current events and, and all of the breaking things. I, I try to structure my newsletters and my audios in such a way where I'm going to be able to hopefully help you do that, to kind of keep up to speed uh, regarding the days and times that we're moving into. The, the Bible goes and says in First 1 Chronicles 12.32, And the children of Issachar, which were men that had understanding of the times, to know what Israel ought to do. So having understanding of the times was one of the key things where they knew what to do. The Bible talks about not being ignorant of Satan's devices lest he get an advantage of us. And that we we are destroyed for lack of knowledge many times, according to Hosea four, six. So the the very crux of second Thessalonians chapter two, where it says, for this cause, God shall send them strong delusion that they will believe a lie that they might all be damned to receive not the love of the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. So not having a love for the truth is not a good thing. <laughs> and if you don't really feel like you have that, then pray for it. You know, pray for it. God can give that to you. i realize this, this information is Beyond heavy duty, beyond dark, and if you just look at it it's at on its surface, it's bleak. True, but the Lord Jesus Christ, none of this is taking him by surprise. This isn't fooling him. This isn't fooling Father God. It's not like this is, you know, coming as any big... I mean, I'm sure it grieves them, but <clears throat> they're fully capable. The Lord Jesus Christ is fully capable of protecting his remnant, in the days and times we're moving into. And there's just so much deception. The Bible says in Matthew 24, 24, there shall arise false Christs and false prophets. Now this is the, the he's specifically in reference to the days and times we're living in and moving into, in the end times. So Jesus Christ is predicting false Christ and false prophets. And show show great signs and wonders. Think about this. That hasn't really even started that much yet. I mean, if you think about it, I haven't really seen... I really believe it's probably the restraining power of the Lord. You know, that's maybe limited the amount of false great signs and wonders... Granted, yeah, there's there's a but I'm talking about major stuff. I'm talking about like really heavy duty things seen by tons of people. There's a lot of fakes out there, you know. I saw an African listener email me the other day, and it was a video on uh, some black appeared to be heavily charismatic church, and the charismatic thing alone is always a huge red flag for me. And it's like angels seen on tape. And I'm like, okay, I'm watching, I'm watching. And then all of a sudden everybody in the in the audience. And it, it really it looked like in the video, you couldn't tell if this was footage of some other meeting compared to the one they were actually at. It 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 looked like it had been totally spliced and cut. And then all of a sudden you suppose you see all these in. Uh, there was most of them were the 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 women in the congregation just going gonzo nuts crazy falling down screaming thrashing literally like they're demon possessed and the Bible says that everything should be done in decency and in order and especially in the house of the Lord okay and I mean you just look at the fruit of what it was producing. And then supposedly, then they showed the picture, and it's these like white, like white shadows, like over the. Con- and I'm like, really, really. I mean, that's it was so photoshopped. It was so B-rated. It looked like some kind of a B-rated horror movie. You know, and I'm like, oh come on. But here's the deal: the times are coming, though. When these false Christs and these false prophets are going to show great signs and wonders. In that if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect. So we've seen nothing, you know, compared to what's coming. You, you got, okay, you got your little Catholic icons and they're, they're oozing oil or they're maybe tears of blood or some other gross thing that they're doing you know, some Catholic relic or whatever. But I'm talking about the days and times coming when these things are going to be demonstrative. You know, the Antichrist, a false prophet, calling fire down from heaven, I mean, in the sight of all men. So we've really seen nothing compared to what is coming. So gird up your loins with truth, as the Bible says, you know, because you need to be rooted and grounded in truth. Compare everything to Scripture. Compare everything to the Word of God, the King James Bible. Okay? That's the best advice I can get. Like, because when I saw this, the first thing, I just had Bible verses coming to my head. Okay, hold on. This doesn't line up with this Bible verse. It doesn't line up with this Bible verse. It doesn't line up with this Bible verse. It's the anvil of truth by which all things need to be judged. If I get taken down this year, and unless God heavily intervenes in the days and times that come, I, I can't see somebody like me with this type of ministry or really alternative media in general surviving because when they go after the internet they're probably going to go after huge swaths of people and they're probably going to potentially lock it down and and this ministry this phase of whatever ministry i have will be over you know and that could happen very very quickly and the Internet is is one of the things they are going to heavily be coming after, the censorship that's coming, these types of things. It's just a given. And 2016, from what I have heard, from what I have seen, is the year they're really coming after it. And Obama is, is going to be starting to be in more full desperation mode as he nears the end of his second term, and he realizes he has to get martial law enacted in some way shape or form and he's doing his level satanic best to do it and we'll be talking about that but he needs to get that going and as quickly as possible to ensure that he stays in office indefinitely that's what i really believe you know the goal is the bible says in 1 corinthians 16 13 watch ye well, this is what we're doing. As, as a watchman, that's what I'm I'm trying to do and trying to impart to my listeners. Watch ye stand fast in the faith. In the faith. It always comes back to the faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. And everything that Satan is going to do and has done and is going to be increasingly doing is going to be done to destroy your faith. Because he knows that's the key. And then it says, "Quit you like men." Quit means behave, like men, be strong. First Thessalonians five six. Let us therefore not sleep, as others do. Meaning, it doesn't mean you don't go to sleep at night. It means that we're not in a slumber like the vast majority of other people that would identify themselves as Christians, particularly in America. I don't want to speak in broad terms outside of America because I don't live in other. You know, I don't. Sure, there are other countries where the average Christian would, you know, put me to shame, and in you know, way back, you know, just I'm sure, but but in in this particular country, that's what I have to compare to, and we have a church on every corner, basically, and yet very little true faith, yet very little true pursuit of truth, very little true gospel. Very little trying to live biblically. And I'm not saying that in a sanctimonious way. I'm just saying it's just, they're they're money-making machines. They're they're there to tickle your ears and, you know, really bring you into bondage. While they promise them liberty, they themselves are the servants of corruption, for of whom a man is overcome, the same he is brought into bondage. And that's what they're designed to do. They're yoked up with the government. They're they're literally a government entity, a 501c3 corporate entity yoked up with the government. There's no Bible for any of that. They got their right right to exist and to continue to exist from the IRS and the government. And it's affected the churches horrifically on a spiritual level. They're not reading the King James Bible for the most part. There's just so many things... And so the church is, is asleep. So the Bible says, therefore, let us not sleep. The people that would identify themselves as being Christians, I should say. Okay. Let us not sleep as do others, but let us watch and be sober. And that would apply to this time as much as any time I've ever known. So, <clears throat> back to this verse in Psalm, or this, this uh, chapter, chapter, and it says, um, many many there be, which say of my soul, there's no help for him and God. Selah. So, that's probably going to be a reoccurring theme in the days and times we're going into as well. Oh, where's your God now? That that type of thing, you know, if there's cataclysms going on or whatever. And I think, boy, boy, what I just mentioned, the 501c3 kind of corporate lukewarm church churchgoers they're going to be more set up for that than anything that dynamic many there be which say my soul there's no help for God in him there's going to be a lot of their unsaved and let's say that you know, there's a high likelihood they're not saved either they think they are but you know they're <laughs> they've been kind of living their life on this false gospel lukewarm paradigm for a long time that Laodicean Revelation chapter 3 paradigm. And uh, they're going to be in shock and awe. They're going to be whoa, whoa, I didn't my preacher never told me about when all this stuff starts to go down. And it's going to come from so many different angles and levels and this is why what I've tried to do is 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 hard to try to tie it all together. <laughs> it's not it's I'm not saying that cuz I'm I'm you know, trying to point at myself. I'm just saying for anybody, it would be extremely hard. The The program that Satan is going to enact is so complex, so convoluted, so evil, that it's really hard to comprehend. So when things get bad, and again, if you have not built your house on the solid rock of Christ Jesus, then when the waves come and the wind comes and, and these types of things, you're going to be swept away. You, you don't have any real true faith in that position. But if you build it on the solid rock of Christ Jesus when the waves and the winds come and all of the torrential, you know, flooding and lightning, then you'll stand strong through the Lord Jesus Christ, not through your own power. You know, not through your own works lest any man should boast. Not no, it's all about the Lord Jesus Christ. Period. Number 1, it's him. It's what you can accomplish by the power of the Holy Spirit through the Lord Jesus Christ. And having the faith to believe that. But yeah, you're, you're going to see, boy, oh boy, this is what Satan has been setting up the 501c3 church for. Many there be which say, in My soul, there's no help for him in God. And when all this stuff happens to, to the lukewarm crowd, to the ones that have, you know, had a lot of pleasure and unrighteousness. They're going to fall away. That apostasy that Second Thessalonians chapter two talks about—they're falling away. I believe that's going to have a lot to do with it. All of the, the, unbelievable horrific, chaos that we are on the cusp of experiencing—that chaos and, or oh, the order out of chaos, Order of the Thirty Third Degree Freemasonic motto—the the basically the. Uh, This order, what the New World Order desires and will enact, is to bring us out of the Old World Order, supposedly the Age of Pisces, into the New World Order, the Age of Aquarius, this is their words, not mine, and to bring us from the Old World Order to the New World Order, where ye shall be as gods. That's going to be the big carrot they're going to put out there through transhumanism and microchip implants and <laughs> already doing that with the vaccines though to a certain extent as we got into the last study which is just beyond oof, bad stuff uh, and i'm not saying if you got vaccinated that means you're unsaved I, i'm just saying that that it's in, it's incremental and yes there there's a potential for that now as well so satan's just trying to deceive us on on every level so the bible says but thou O lord art a shield for me my glory and the lifter of mine head. So, the Bible talks about in the full armor of God, the shield of faith. But God is our shield. Okay, And the bigger your faith is, the more solid and, and larger your faith grows, because faith can grow. Think of it like a muscle. If you exercise a muscle, it's going to get larger. Okay, And I think that when people go through a lot of these times and i'm having a lot of my listeners now email me about supernatural/paranormal slash things they're going through they're starting to see these entities i've been talking about or hinting at about now in their you know going about their they're all of a sudden god's opening into their eyes to it on if they're if they're looking at a t- television hey wow i never saw wow there's all this you know stuff that they're seeing and i i believe that this is the preparation phase to get our faith built to a certain extent, and then we're going to actually you know, experience you know, a much different level, a much higher degree of, of most likely evil. And you're going to need every bit of faith you can get. So uh, that's something that, that should be at the forefront of our thinking process as far as something that we want to attain and possess as much of as possible. Faith. Okay? So, um, So, But thou, O Lord, art a shield for me, my glory and the lifter of mine head. I cried unto the Lord with my voice, and he heard me out of his holy hill. Selah. Um, I laid me down and slept. I awaked, for the Lord sustained me. So that's a good verse to say prior to going to bed, if your mind's... And I need to... Do, I have it in my Bible next to my bed. I have these verses that relate to, like, sleep. <laughs> Just, you know... Because they're, they're good to, like, say... And, and, you know, because, you know, my, my sleeping patterns are so messed up, it's not even funny. Um, I just can I end up being able to get a lot of work done at night and late night. I mean, right now it's 12.26 a.m., you know. And just because I, I have to do a lot of my everyday life stuff during the day, and then at night... Is when things kind of calm down and you're not so much being bombarded with emails and you can research more and you can get stuff done without being interrupted. It's just the, kind of the way my life's turned out. And I'm not complaining, I'm just saying that, um, but th- this is a good verse, you know, regarding that. And then it says, I will not be afraid of 10,000s of people that have set themselves against me roundabout. So again, you could have, you know, you could have a country outside of your front door and God could still 100% protect you and deal with whatever enemy is coming against you there's nothing too hard for the lord i mean call upon thee and i will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not the bible talks about that and then it says i am the lord the god of all flesh is there anything too hard for me bible talks about that so no there's nothing too hard for god there's nothing i think though when you ask for god's protection Ask it in such a way, and I just think this is a good thing to do, that His name will be glorified and that many people will see His divine intervention in your life and get saved. Because if you're asking it for purely, and I don't want to say self centered purposes, I, I mean, because I mean, yeah, I mean, nobody wants to go out and die some horrific death. But if it's just to save your own skin or even your family's, that's great and that's fine. But wouldn't it be better if God did so in such a way that whole bunch of people saw this and that a lot of people got saved and that great fear would fall upon the unsaved that saw that against the wicked. And that's what Psalm 64 is about. You know, you're just not asking for God's judgment because you want to see people, the wicked get judged for the sake of them being judged. It's It's about God's name being glorified. It's about those that will get saved as a result of seeing God's hand move and them realizing that he is God, that he is the one that has the true power. It's not Satan. And so that's my, I think it's biblical, the, the mindset to have about that. So, and then it says, Arise, O Lord, save me, O my God, for thou hast smitten all mine enemies upon the cheekbone. Thou hast broken the teeth of the ungodly. Yeah, amen. Amen. Remember, the Bible says the wicked go astray from the womb as soon as they be born. So, I'm sorry, the wicked go astray from the womb. They speak lies as soon as they be born. The Bible talks about there's vessel, the, the wicked, these vessels of wrath fitted, meaning prepared ahead of time for God's destruction. God have created all things for himself, yea, even the wicked for the day of evil. Um, the Bible talks about the parable of the wheat and tares. Okay, and that the tares are going to be rooted up in the end and cast into the fire. There are people, or in this day and age, whether they're human, it's debatable or not, and I've I've got into this in in recent studies, that are literally Satan's seed. And I'm not talking about that garbage about Eve having sexual relations with Satan. You don't need that. I've 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 debunked that I have a whole file on that that biblically debunks it. You know. But I'm talking about people that are literally vessels of wrath fitted, meaning prepared ahead of time for God's destruction. I mean, the Bible talks about it in, in, in Jude 1. So, I mean, Jude, Jude 1, verse uh, 3, um, just to kind of give you a little bit of um, background, because I the, the, this verse is kind of important to read with the next one. Uh, Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that ye should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints, which is what we should be doing now. Well, the name of this ministry is contending for truth, you know? And I'm, I'm, I'm trying to contend for the faith and truth. And, and I'm, not, I'm not saying I'm the only one doing it. I'm just saying that's, the, that's a big thrust of why, why I started this, uh, why the Lord put me in a position that I could do that. So then it says, For there are certain men crept in unawares, who were before before of old ordained, to this condemnation. Huh. It's hard to understand all that. You know. They were prepared ahead of time. Yeah. God have created all things for himself. yeah. even the wicked for the day. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I don't understand all that. You know, there, there's a lot of things that we're not going to understand fully in the Bible. The Bible says we, we see through a glass yet darkly. But then face-to-face, I mean, we're not going to understand everything in full clarity in this life unless God gives you, like, divine revelation of of something like that. Um, But it says, Who were before of old ordained unto this condemnation ungodly men, turning the grace of our Lord into lasciviousness, which is just, like, basically a license to sin, but, you know, is what they were doing. Uh, and denying the only Lord God, our Lord Jesus Christ. And I I hate to say this, this is more the norm now in most lukewarm churches. I mean, a lot of churches, just by virtue of the denomination alone, you're probably never going to get saved, because you're just not going to hear the gospel. It's going to be some works-based, you know, gospel. Or some derivation of that. So, and then let's go to the last verse here. Salvation belongeth unto the Lord. Thy blessing is upon thy people. So, yes, salvation only belongs to the Lord. And um, thy blessing is upon thy people. So these are just, this is just a really good positive psalm to kind of, you know maybe set the tone for today, and because I'm going to be covering some really heavy duty information as usual, kind of. And uh, I, I do want to I always want to take time, and I know I don't do it every every teaching um, just to thank people for their prayers, um, those that have um, donated in this type of stuff. I, I, I am eternally grateful for that, it's, it's allowed us well to be able to do what I'm doing you know, to basically be doing, uh, this ministry full time. And I have done so at this point for really, uh, I guess you look at a good five years before that I was kind of, uh, back and forth. I was in partial chiropractic practice and doing this. And, and I still do a ton of the, like, um, helping people with the health questions and the consults and stuff like that. But as far as I'm actually able now to actually do this full time and, um, um i would just i would say just a, a quick note just to pray for us and our, our our finances and um you know listen i understand that right now people are wanting to take the money that they're making and and put it toward preparations for the days and times we're moving into this is why i never i mean like bringing the subject up you know i mean i look at a lot of ministries and it's like three times per audio they're bringing up their cries and pleas for money and all of this other stuff. I'm not even, I don't even do that. I don't want to do that. I don't ever, ever want to do that. I would just say that, that if you would just pray for, um, our finances, I'm not asking you for anything just, just to pray. And, and, um, our, our, you know, and I understand our donations have been down, but that is a byproduct of people really being in a position where number one, the economy is terrible. And I'm sure that's, uh, goes a lot for globally. And then two, you know, there's a lot of things on their checklist that I'm sure they're wanting to get and wanting, you know, to buy, to protect their families. And I totally get that. I totally understand that. And I totally respect that, you know, so about all you'll ever hear me, hear me say when it comes to this subject is just to, you know, pray for us and, and our finances and and that's all. (laughs) So anyway, um, So, the first report here is entitled Obama's Gun Control Confiscation Agenda. Obama's planned gun control regulations will be incrementally imposed after the holidays. Now, uh, I've just seen enough proof of this leading up to this point, even though a lot of this stuff has not officially happened yet. I do believe 100% that this is the agenda. Uh, They have indicated this many times in the past. We're going to listen to a video here now from January eighteenth, two thousand thirteen. Okay, we're almost looking at three years ago. That basically would confirm what we're going to be talking about here. So, and again, I'm not endorsing Sean Hannity, but this was where Hannity interviewed, uh, uh, I believe, it was a lady, and Hannity exposed Obama's gun control agenda. This is basically three years ago. So why is anyone surprised at the list I put out earlier today? And this is Dave. Dave Hodges speaking here. And um, I'm just going to play this. I had never heard this before.
2: Hi, welcome back to Hannity. Now, tonight we've been given more insight into just how far the left is willing to go to trample on your Second Amendment rights. Now, here's how this was uncovered. A Republican New York State Assemblyman by the name of Steve McLaughlin, he blew the whistle on his Democratic colleagues and released a secret list of disturbing proposals that the Democrats in New York wanted to include in the state's new gun control law that passed last week. Now, the controversial ideas, look at this. It includes the following. Confiscation of assault weapons, confiscation of 10 round clips, a statewide database for all gun owners. Now, they wanted it to become law that the names of all legal pistol owners could be released to the public. They wanted to limit magazine capacity to five rounds. They wanted gun owners to only be allowed to possess two magazines. And they also wanted to microstamp all the guns in the state. And the list goes on and on. Maybe we should consider ourselves lucky that this New York lawmaker was courageous enough to release what their goals and intentions perhaps in the future really are. Joining me now with reaction is the author, Michelle Malkin. Uh, Michelle, good to see you. You too, Sean. All right. It's pretty frightening. I'm, I'm going to ask a similar question I've been asking you all night. This is the same Barack Obama that said he'd never go after your guns. Why would he do it now?
3: I think he sees a a window, an opening, and an opportunity. And it is incumbent upon every Second Amendment supporter and gun owner to shut that window. And I think what's happening in New York
0: is... And evidently it did at the time. Remember, they're always beta testing. They're always putting out feelers. They're always testing the waters for whatever satanic agenda they can implement. And back then it was way too soon. But they were going to start testing the waters, and this is just evidence of this, but there was enough pushback that this got pushed back. And I, I really believe, again, is 2016 is the year that we will see them try to fully implement this, or at least to a very de- great degree
3: going to happen everywhere unless we really gird our loins and fight back. And and that was the message of this assemblyman um, and big props to Steve McLaughlin for making this public on his Facebook page. The word is spreading now thanks to you and many activists across the country about the real wish list. You're waiting for the other shoe to drop gun owners? Here it is. Um, and, And this wish list, of course, is the unwritten wish list of the people who are now going to be bringing the same scheme to Washington D.C. And we've got Dianne Feinstein now who's going to be unveiling her massive plan. We know it's been her design all along, not to simply go after so-called assault weapons, but to go over every law abiding and take uh, every well, law abiding gun owners hand guns. That's what this is about. And it, this gun grabbing grandstand has to stop.
2: Right, but in New York, they went just until last week, you were allowed, mm-hmm. quote, 10 bullets. That's it. Just ten bullets in a magazine. Then they reduced the number to seven. I'm very concerned about incrementalism, the slippery slope uh, argument that we have. The seven bullet number is very interesting because that would render the purchase of most pistols. You, you can't buy them now, Ninety, some
0: 90% of them. So this was done on their part from a very strategic... Now, what he's in reference to, though, would be more of a semi-automatic handgun, whereas a, a revolver, obviously, you know... you. Typically it's six, six shots, but um, that's what he's in reference to. And yes, the incrementalism is, is the biggest thing, you know, this is how they just chip and chip and chip away at our rights through this point of view.
3: Of, of course it is. And in fact, it's it It really wasn't even all that secret. I would say it's an open secret. And I think it's politically significant that the way that Steve McLaughlin got the list was that a Democrat leaked him the list. These people are so cowardly on the Democrat side. They know it's wrong. They know it's evil. And they don't have the guts to, to vote against it anyway. So they leaked the list um, to this Republican assemblyman who is now blowing the whistle. On the, the assembly floor, a couple of Weeks ago, there was another Democrat who spelled out exactly what his wish was, which was to make sure that every gun owner in in New York State only had one bullet for one gun. These people are menaces. Yeah, good and luck if you have two in New Yorkers need your to know house. about it. Hang on, yeah, I, I got to reload. Hang uh, on one second. What world do they live in?
2: Yeah. Well, the woman in Georgia shot the guy. He walked out of her house after being hit five times, and that's all the bullets she had. All right, l- Let me go. You mentioned the emotion of the moment and, and selected moral outrage. None of these laws will
0: make a difference. But let's go to the argument that was made by New York Governor. Qu- oh, they'll make a difference. Oh, it'll make a big difference. Now the criminals will know that the populace has been disarmed, and the criminal government will also know that and that let let the mass slaughter begin it'll make a really big difference mo and i want your reaction to this
3: you bet forget the extremists it's
0: simple no one hunts with an assault rifle no one needs ten bullets to kill a deer and too many innocent people have died already and the madness now Pass safe, reasonable gun control in the state of New York. Like that would make any make difference. Make this state safer. No, it would, it, would only, it would do the exact polar opposite. And you look at the places where the mass killings are taking place, it's always gun-free zones. 99% of the time, all by design, because they don't have any bullets. They don't have any guns. They don't have any way to defend themselves. So obviously that's where the criminals are going to go. And so save lives, set an example for the rest of the nation, lying devil, look at New
3: York and say, this is what you can do. And this is what you should do.
0: This is New York, the progressive capital. You show them how we lead.
2: There's one good thing about that tape. He will never be president. What a sick devil. <laughs> that,
3: that's for sure. Dial that volume down. You know, people are always accusing me of having crazy eyes. I saw a pair of crazy eyeballs right there <laughs> that whole time. Really, it just reeked of the worst kind of emotionalism and exploitation. And I think even that Democrats in New York who are trying to get the word out, uh, even if it's stealthily, understand how... And, and
0: I think, you know, the crazy eye. The, the, these people are... are just walking vessels of Satan, okay? And and it is always good to remember to, to really emphasize praying against these wicked devils and the devils and spirits that possess them, that animate their body, that animate their actions, that, that God, you know, fight against them, that fight against us, as the Bible talks about, you know, um, for God to do, you know, for God to actually deal with and, and that they would not prosper in their wickedness and in their lies.
3: Crazy this scheme is. We have to make sure it doesn't come to D.C. as well.
2: All right, What do you recommend that the Republicans do in terms of fighting back?
3: Well, you know... <sighs> I, I, I THINK I'M ALMOST THROUGH WITH RECOMMENDING THINGS TO BELTWAY REPUBLICANS. Yeah. IT REALLY IS A MATTER OF DOING IT YOURSELF. AND I THINK THE KINDS OF THINGS THAT YOU'VE BEEN DOING WITH YOUR SHOW, WHICH IS COUNTERING THIS NARRATIVE THAT GUN OWNERS AND SECOND AMENDMENT ACTIVISTS ARE ALL NUTTY, WHITE, RIGHT-WING nut jobs, WHEN YOU HAVE SOMEONE WHO IS AS CALM AND RATIONAL AND uh, WITH SUCH EXPERTISE AS LIKE JESSE DUFF THAT YOU'VE HAD ON YOUR SHOW, WHEN YOU TALK ABOUT WOMEN WHO NEED THESE GUNS, women Women and uh, single uh, people who are living on their own, elderly people who have successfully defended themselves with arms. And you talk about the root of this problem, the disrespect that the people on the left have for the Constitution, that that's at the core of this, that it's about freedom versus tyranny, I think we can beat them back. I I, I really do. I think that's what we have to do.
2: Look, I've been a, a, a pistol marksman since I'm 12 years old, and yep. most people are responsible. i carried it for more than half my life, and most people are responsible, and they're not the crazies that they try to make us out to be. But, Michelle, thank you as always. Good to see you.
3: You bet. Take care.
2: All right. All right.
0: Okay, so we have that to kind of start, kick things off, and then now this is going back to uh, this uh, newest Dave Hodges report, or one of his newest he says, according to my sources, Obama will ultimately implement the following gun control regulations, mostly through a series of executive orders. Now, remember, he supposedly only has a short time left. I mean, he doesn't have a lot of time left in his in his term, so this would have to be done like pretty quick, you know. So that's something to bear in mind. It's not like he has another four years to do this. Number one, uh, tax ammunition into oblivion. And encourage the prosecution of gun manufacturers and bullet producers for shootings um, that use their products. This is a given and will be rolled out in in out very early in the form of a, of an executive order. So he's saying it's a given. I mean, to me, that's just absolutely, you know, unbelievably insane. But. He's saying, evidently, this is one of the first things I guess they'll try to do. Two, the federal government will purchase as much ammunition as possible in order to create shortages. They've already done that, but uh, thus driving up the price of ammunition. Three, prohibition of purchasing a gun in one state and transporting that same gun across state lines. Again, just trying to pigeonhole you every way, in every way, shape, and form regarding this. Four, new federal regulations which will permit Without a warrant, any civil authority to enter a home of an un, of a registered gun owner to check for safety when it comes to the proper storage of the guns. Okay, so let's just go over that again. We'll permit, new federal regulations will permit without a warrant, any civil authority, any civil authority, to enter your home of a registered gun owner and check for gun safety. When it comes, I mean, that right there would be World War Three, because there is a, you know, that that is that is a huge line in the sand that, you know, there's a ton of people they will not put up with that. Um, and then it says said said gun can be confiscated if the owner will be, and the owner will be subject to arrest and fines if the gun does not meet governmental storage regulations. The new regulations will be devised to prevent one from using the gun in a moment's notice. Yeah, that way when the, the criminal government or whoever kicks down your door, you won't be able to get to your your one-shot gun anyway, if you even have one at that point. They're just trying to make you as defenseless as possible. That is the whole goal of Satan with this, all of this that we're talking about. Five, there is discussion among DOJ officials about limiting how many guns in the aggregate that can be stored in one geographic area. This will amount to gun rationing. So probably one gun with one shot with one bullet per household, is, you, know, you know, and then that'll be done away with as well. Uh, I'm obviously speculating there, but that's what I'm sure they would like to move toward uh six gun owners will eventually be required to attend and pass gun safety courses in the same manner as one renews their driver's license this will again drive up the cost of owning a gun seven at some point no doubt following a false flag event an executive order will be issued to overturn all conceal uh conceal carry laws currently in place in several states which is one of the main reasons why we've had such a drop in gun related crimes because there has been actually a drop all you're going to see though on TV is whenever it happens, and in a mass shooting type of standpoint in a gun-free zone. Okay, but overall, the others have stopped thanks to concealed carry, and um, so they'll they'll try to take away the very thing that's one of the main, greatest barriers to these, you know, mass shootings by crazy people, you know, or mind control slaves that have been triggered, whatever that may be. Uh, so that's a, that's another thing that they're going to be trying to do. Eight, with regard to Child Protective Services investigations, Child Protective Services investigations, any gun-owning parent will receive a negative score when it comes to an investigation of child abuse or welfare cases. So, oh, you have a gun? Say bye-bye to Junior. You know, we're taking them. You can't be trusted. You know, I mean, this is you know this is hunger games this is george orwell 1984 this is this is just a nightmare what what they're they're wanting to implement here and and it will only <laughs> I can't even imagine what the world would be like if we had to live this live this way. Eight, with regard to child protect. Okay, I already said that one. Uh, nine, no veteran will be allowed to own a gun for an unspecified period of time following their discharge from the serfs. Oh, it's fine that they go to over there and kill people with guns and get highly proficient trained on them. But as soon as you get out, you won't be able to have a gun as a veteran for an unspecified amount of time. As part of the VA reform, there is serious discussion about mandating outplacement counseling for all veterans and gun prohibitions will be part of this. I was told that this in part is why all the federal attention is being placed on streamlining the VA process for veteran access. 10. The scope of gun-free zones will be expanded. The IRS will be given policing powers on new gun control regulations, which is, you know, the worst possible organization you 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 want to give any power to or any more power to is is the irs bank accounts and homes can be seized for failure to comply further rico statutes can be utilized among non-compliant it was stressed to me that examples will be made of protesters and non-compliant people 11 obama will wait for the next false flag um, and then will announce a ban on all assault rifles because you know it's coming. You know He gets up there so frustrated and so, just, oh, he's just so broken up about this. And he just can't, so much angst toward the the lawful uh, gun owners of America. And, and just can't understand why they're they're such evil people. You can just tell he's just so broken up over the whole thing. Every time there's one of these mass shootings, and you see the same rhetoric. I can't even hardly watch the guy. I don't want to watch him. Um, I don't like the way I feel when I watch them. <laughs> I don't like the mo- emotions it invokes in me. And um, I'm just so sick of seeing that um, fork tongue devil lie and and manipulate and deceive and do so at the same time while demonizing all righteous people. Anyone that would want First Amendment, Second Amendment, pro-life, pro-righteousness on any level. He is, he is just coming after them um, on a level I've never seen in, in America, at least. So, again, and I think this is why it's good to know this ahead of time, what is being planned so that you know we can be as proactive in prayer and um, also, however you so feel led, letting them know, letting the powers that be know that, you know, know. This is not acceptable. We're not going to uh, capitulate. We're not going to, you know, go along with this, and also to to uh, inform your 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 friends and family about this as well. So none of the above are in any particular order. These soon-to-be regulations appeared on a DOJ white paper that leaked to one of my sources. Okay, so here we have. Dave Hodges puts this pictorial history of the national suicide that gun control confiscation will bring to America. Mao Zedong, 1938, said all political power comes from the barrel of a gun. You register and ban firearms before the slaughter. <laughs> right there. That's the true desire. That is the true intent. That is the true agenda. Slaughter. Of the law-abiding citizens of America, particularly righteous people, you know, pro man, pro pro-second, pro-Bible-believing, you know, I, that's who they're coming after. So there's that quote. And then also, then you have this picture and it says Adolf Hitler was registered. And again, if you look at the PDF for this date and it'll be uh, 1227. Actually, you know what? I should probably do this on, because I I started this, but then it turned, I'm going to do, it'll be for 1228, 1228, uh, 2015. Anyway, uh, Adolf Hitler registered guns in 1935 and gave the world, Joy, peace, and nonviolence as a result, didn't he? Yeah, and that's just registering the guns. See, this is why registration is such a big deal. You know? Oh, real? Oh, this is how many guns? Oh, wow, wow! You're on our list now. Wow, we know exactly how many guns you have, and everything about you, and, and where you live, and you know, all of this is totally satanic and literally all about in the end killing you that's what it's about so it says here oppression starts with gun registration that is where it starts and then we have so we can see where this is all heading obama is going to be pulling out all the stops to confiscate our guns he is most likely going to declare that everyone on the no-fly list cannot purchase or possess guns as well and that's that's been like in the last week or two even though tons of the people on the no-fly list are law-abiding citizens that have done nothing, have no record, no nothing, and were just on there because their name was, sounded like someone else's or was the same as someone else's they were on it. It goes further. He says, he will stop at nothing just like Mao. He has all, until he has all of our guns. Obama will soon proudly take his place among the greatest gun-grabbing, mass murder, despots, devils in history. And here we have some of them. Stalin took the guns away from his citizens in 1929, then murdered 20 million of them, once defenseless. Stalin was one sick cookie. I mean, he was just as sick. In fact, in some ways, he was more sick than Hitler. He would kill his own people just for the fun of it, just for the paranoia, if he got a little bit paranoid. He'd kill his own generals, he'd kill his own... I mean, he. this guy... I mean, he did things Hitler didn't even do. I've seen documentaries on him. I'm like, wow. I mean, like, he could have taught Hitler a few things about just being, you know. And then we have Pol Pot took guns away from his citizens in 1956, then murdered 2 million of them once they were defenseless. Then we have Hitler took the guns away in 1938, then murdered 13 million of them once they were defenseless. Uh, took guns away from his citizens. In, okay, I'm sorry. Then Mao Zedong uh and that was hitler was the last one Mao took the guns away from his citizens in 1935 and murdered 20 million of them once they were defenseless so this is where this is heading it's that big of a deal um what we're talking about here this isn't something just just oh it's kind of trivial and it really doesn't matter no this is life or death you know regarding what their agenda is this is it's why it's so important And then we have Hillary, I mean Hillary, who wants the uh, Chicago gun laws nationally because what we need is Chicago violence everywhere. That's what you're going to get when you basically ban guns in a city. You're going to have an unbelievable escalation of violence because the only ones that are going to possess the guns are the criminal government and the criminals. And I don't mean all the government's criminal. I know there's a lot of, of good people in law enforcement and, and in the military and the sheriffs. And I'm just talking about the people at the top. You know, like Obama. So if Hillary got elected, it would, be just, a, it would just be a continuation of Obama's dictatorship. Lexington and Concord was about the British confiscation of American arms. Uh, Without Lexington and Concord, there is no American Revolution, and the British were after the colonial guns. Here's a little picture, and it says, The British marched into an area to secure guns and powder. Lexington was overrun. Massive British casualties occurred in the force between the two cities. British troops retreated after fighting at Concord. Uh, A later detachment of British troops took care of the area. And then this report goes on to say it is our our American heritage to resist the government tyranny of gun control and gun confiscation. Gun control will also amount to government-imposed slavery under Executive Order 13603. According to that executive order, the president or the head of any federal agency that he shall designate can conscript persons of outstanding experience and ability without compensation. In both peacetime and in times of national emergency, there is only one word for forced uncompensated employment. That word is slavery. This this civilian conscription is why the Secretary of Labor is in charge of this instead of the Selective Service. Under these government provisions, the government believes that they can send you anywhere to work on anything of their choosing. Of course, the Executive Order 1360-1360, uh, 13603 will be enforced by federal goons armed to the teeth, and like Mao, this will be enforced against people who have been disarmed. The solution is non-compliance with all government-imposed gun control regulations, and for Christians to get on their knees in mass and pray and fast and inform as many people as possible. And and pro-second amendment, you know, I'm 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 just saying is for people in general to be as proactive as possible. Um, this executive order 13603 at peacetime the president's choosing the federal government may take over these things all forms of energy, all forms of civil transportation, all usable water from all sources, all commodities and products that are capable of being ingested by either human beings or animals so that they can take all your everything you got everything. Uh, health resources, Uh, which would be drugs, biological products, medical devices, materials, facilities, health supplies, and services. They can take all of that for you, supposedly legally, when this Executive Order 13603 is enacted. And that would be, I I would imagine, during, most likely, prior to, right prior to, or during martial law. That's all I have for this Part 1. I'm about close to being out on time, and I will go to Part 2 next. God bless you.